Welcome to On the Digital Soapbox with Soapbox J. I'm your host, Soapbox J. And before you use Gorilla Glue on your hair, I just want you to say, listen to my podcast instead, maybe. Or use soap from soapboxes. Anyway, I'm doing a solo number today. I originally planned to do a segment at the end of each podcast called On the Soapbox. I did it on my first podcast. But I try to keep my podcast between a half hour and an hour. I try not to exceed that. And um, the last couple podcasts have been running a little bit long, which isn't a problem. I have no issues with that. But uh, I don't want to add a, a long rant to the end of it. And the people on the podcast might not necessarily agree with my take on, on the situation. So I'm going to do this. Isn't This most likely won't be as long as the uh, other ones are. But uh, it sucks because I came across this topic, the first topic I'm going to talk about, uh, during the weekend. And I recorded two podcasts this weekend. And I'm a regular-ass guy. Um, you know, I'm a full-time partner to my girlfriend, full-time father to my daughter, full-time worker to my job. And I mostly do my podcast in my spare time. And it's still in the fledgling stages. It's early. This will probably be episode five. And I learned that when you got to strike while the iron's hot because I wanted to do something on this topic. And uh, since I waited, Jim Stephanie Sterling brought this up before I did. And I was like, oh, man, because I'm not too proud to admit the obvious that Jim Stephanie Sterling's is way bigger than I am <laughs> at the moment. I, I could only hope for that level of success. But uh, I still want to talk about this. So if it feels like I'm repeating talking points, it's because I do feel similar to the way they feel. So I I will uh I will try to reword it differently so it doesn't just sound like I'm stealing their entire idea. So the thing the issue that that annoyed me today, uh, well the last week when I originally heard about it, was. Warner Brothers has successfully patented a game mechanic. And uh, that's that's not a good thing. So let's bring you up to speed, just in case you don't know what they patent. Uh, if you've ever played the Shadow of Mordor games, the Shadow of War games, the uh, Lord of the Ring games that came out the last few years, they had something called a uh, nemesis system. Uh, the nemesis system was innovative. Uh, it is innovative. It's just basically a, a, an enemy character will remember your character if you know you mortally wound them and they survive, or if they kill you, your character is incapable of death. You can only be slowed down. They'll remember you. That character could actually get promoted. That character can get other orcs on his uh, regime, and it. It's a pretty dope system, in my opinion. I when I played the first, well, I've only played the first one. Uh, I I actually really liked it. it. It was innovative. It was uh, it was a cool ass function. The way the game worked, it pretty much made the game. I remember that year that uh, Shadows of Mordor won multiple games of the year, and it was due to the Nemesis system. Everybody brought the Nemesis system up. So, two thousand twenty one. Uh, WB Games has been trying for close to a decade to, to patent this Nemesis system, but 
it's been unsuccessful because you shouldn't be able to patent game mechanics. Okay, it's 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 just it's it's a terrible thing. Uh, so finally, they got some silver tongue lawyer to just finesse with his pen words and all types of shit that probably just let it pass and it finally got patented in 2021 now this is why this is what where, where i have an issue okay game mechanics shouldn't be trademarked uh it really shouldn't Ima imagine if other games prior to this did this because I, I know a lot of people are like well i don't see the big idea they invented it so i don't see the problem first off it wasn't the company that invented this it was the the developers who did who and 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 how many of those developers still work there i mean are these guys getting bonuses because their uh idea is now owned by warner brothers so it's ironic to me and i know james stephanie sterling uh jim stephanie sterling broke this up uh it's ironic to me that um shadows of mordor which is a game that is influenced heavily influenced by two other games and their mechanics is actually patenting game mechanics because it gets its parkour from assassin's creed and it's a combat system from the arkham asylum system which wb did you know that that's wb's game so okay i'll give that a pass maybe maybe but let's just talk about assassin's creed i mean if assassin's creed tried to patent it's a parkour system, then this game would have never been allowed to be made without them getting the shit suit out of them. And that's, that's like Assassin's Creed. If Ubisoft did that, I would have an issue with it. Like I, it's not, it's not just hatred for WB. I really don't have any big issues with WB, but this, this is, egregious it's terrible they're acting like this is like this is the point where capitalism does not breed innovation it kills it because at this point at this point it's, it's just going to be the nemesis system is just going to be stagnant like let's look at the matin series um we all remember when 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 uh ea didn't own the nfl license and other games were able to make football games with NFL teams in it. And it breathed competition. So then then, then uh, Sega came around and made one football game. They charged $20 a year. And this is years ago. So some people might not know this happened. They charged $20 for their uh, football game. And it killed Madden that year. So the next year, Madden bought the license for the NFL simply to stop Sega from creating football games. So this doesn't breed competition. They just took their competition out. Imagine if, uh, I know Dark Souls wasn't the first, but if Demon Souls from software patented the, uh, the Souls type game, you know how many games we would have missed out on? There would have been no Neo, there would have been no Surge, everything is souls influenced nowadays so like no you shouldn't be allowed to patent game mechanics so the next like the thing that kind of confuses me is um 
there's only been two games to really utilize the nemesis system. It's not something that was overly used and they spent all this time and money in hiring a lawyer to basically get the patent to, to pass. Um, so, and both of those games are the shadows of Mordor and shadows of war game. If I'm not mistaken, th there will be a third game coming out either this year or next year. And it's, uh, the Harry Potter open world game that everybody's clamoring about. And that's going to feature the nemesis system in it. Uh, with, the, with the combination of a WB using the now the newly patented nemesis system in this game that JK Rollins is getting money from, you could pretty much fucking guarantee I'm not going to touch this game. I don't care. So, yeah, it's... Imagine if id Software tried to patent the first-person shooter and they successfully got it patented. We would have never had any GoldenEye. We would have never had any uh, Halo. Like, this stuff does not help anybody. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for the gamers. It's not good for the developers. It's only good for the, for the company, which is already rich. And I don't think that WB is going to innovate this Nemesis system as much as it's going to let it stay stagnant and just keep their eyes open for anybody who uses something similar to it so they could sue the shit out of them and it's bad the the part that confuses me the most is that you go on forums and stuff and you actually have people up like cheering they're happy that wb did this like oh yeah like score one for the huge billion dollar corporation i mean probably more like trillion it when you with AT&T and stuff like that so which uh kind of brings me to my next point don't defend companies game companies ever like very seldomly should you be should you be defending these companies they're really not doing anything good Game companies don't need to hire PR because diehard fans do it for them. And it, it blows my mind. I've, I've seen it done countless times. The companies will continue to rip you off and the people that you love off if they know they can get away with it. So stop defending these companies. The only reason they're not charging you more and the only reason I'm not continuing to charge you for, think, for products you already own is because they know there would be a backlash. I've been gaming long enough to see uh, every company go through a downfall, even the best ones. Uh, I've seen it happen to Capcom. I've seen it happen to Nintendo. I've seen it happen to uh, Konami. Konami's going through it right now. Uh, Microsoft, Sony... Sega, we've seen all these companies rise and fall. Some of them are able to emerge from the ashes. You know, I know Capcom is doing great things now. They they have money makers with Resident Evil and Monster Hunter. And you know, as much as I, you know, younger Jay on his little soapbox loved Capcom growing up uh because of Mega Man, those people aren't those people aren't there anymore. The majority of those people aren't there. So it's it's just a it's just a label at this point. I feel like it's just brand recognition. 
that people are so easily to cling on to. You know, hey, this company made games in my childhood that I paid for. I love them. You know, I, I could love a company for doing its job, but at the end of the day, I'm paying them. So <laughs> if they were my friend and I actually love them, I wouldn't have to pay them. You know, that's, I understand this is business and we buy products we like and need. And, and I'm not saying that I should get their stuff for free and, or they should be giving it to people for free. No, no. I mean, I understand. I understand that. But these companies are not your friends. And I've been saying this for decades now. Uh, if you followed me on my old YouTube channel, which, and that's, that's, that's a long time ago, that these game companies don't care about you. They don't care about you. They really don't. So... It's just, uh. and another thing, I've been seeing things on, on social media and it drives me nuts. One of my pet peeves on social media is when, you know, I subscribe, like I like these game companies on social media so I could see what products they're coming out with, you know, and I've, you always see that one person telling the game company in the comment section that they would pay more for their product like really uh, at that point you're like the it's like the game company you think that they're not looking at this you think that they're not like rubbing their hands together like really this guy said he would pay more for our product that we're already overcharging for they're like the skexies from dark crystal at that point mm. you owe these game companies nothing you already have paid for their product or you intend to pay for their product like leave it at that it's a business transaction you know i want to play something i want to watch a movie i want to listen to certain kinds of music i'll pay for that product in order to have access to it this is no different so recently we had a situation where I, I don't know how the whole thing turned out, but it's when the news first came out that uh, Resident Evil 8 said uh, the difficulty, a harder difficulty, I think it's called max mode, could be paid, could be uh, unlocked behind a paywall. And um, that's, that's bullshit. I mean, I, I don't know if things change and people are saying that you can, you can unlock it through gameplay which that's the way it should be you shouldn't pay pay for a harder difficulty uh these are things that come with a game standard and see that's the thing about capitalism is that um they push the standard okay like capitalism again does not breed innovation capitalism finds out how many different ways they could dissect an already existing project to its base and charge extra for things that used to come standard. Okay. I mean, look at look at the phone game right now, the smartphone game. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that Apple and Android both do it. Uh, back in the day, you bought a phone, you got the wired earbuds that you could speak through, and a charging cable in the charging box included with the package. Uh, nowadays, you simply get a phone, and these these companies will say to you. Oh, well, it's, you know, because you already have a charger 
And it's not good for the environment. Like, they give a fuck about the environment because they don't. These companies don't give a fuck about the environment. Can we just can we just say that? It's a bold-faced lie to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, the environment. Fuck off. But here's the thing. All those parts that they took out of the phone, like that, that used to come in the package, and the phones aren't any cheaper. They're still expensive. So now you just have to pay, let's, let's just say the phone's 500, which is being generous in a lot of cases. Uh, the phone's $500. It used to be 500 with the charging cable, the charging box, and the heads and the earbuds and all that, the wired earbuds. Yeah, now it's, it's still 500, and you just have to buy that stuff separate. And all that stuff is gonna hit you for at least another $100. So now the phones are $600, but it's all about perception. Hey, look, the phone's $500 but you're not getting anything extra. You're actually getting way less. I understand that the technology is more cutting edge, but like, let's be real, these companies release hardware at a loss. They could afford it. It's not about what they can and can't afford. It's about what will the customer be willing to pay for? No. So back to the Resident Evil thing, a situation. I voiced my opinion on a forum saying, pretty much this is bullshit you would not believe the amount of backlash that i received simply for saying they shouldn't charge for a hard mode i got all types of shit from what was the original idea that i got um well games are more expensive to make and the companies need to recoup their losses all right, uh, that's that or fluctuation. That's what it is. Like, the, well, you know, the market's changing. The dollar's not worth as much. You know, games haven't gone up, so they need to do this. That's bullshit. Okay, it's bullshit because these com- game companies have record-breaking years every single year. They break the record that they made the previous year. Their games sell way more than they did 15, 20 years ago. They don't need to raise the price. They needed to raise the price if the game didn't sell. The games are breaking records nowadays. And then with the inclusion of microtransactions, unnecessary DLCs, and just, just just product placement bullshit, all this stuff, they can afford to sell you the games for $60 with everything included, but it just comes down to what the people are willing to pay for. And the people are willing to pay more money for these things. You know? And it's... uh another another uh argument i've heard get made is uh it's not the first time that they've done it so i looked into it and it's true it's not the first capcom first time capcom has done this they they sell harder difficulties they've been doing it since the 360 era apparently i just never knew it um i know that they 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 had it behind a paywall in resident evil 7 but uh it was included in some kind of like a like a bundle i think you can get it by itself and it was only like a dollar 50 they said so let me let me first off the idea that it's not the first time that it happened that this has happened like that validates a bad business practice is ridiculous to me okay it's stupid um because that's them trying to normalize it and they when you state something like that for you, they've normalized it. Well, this is normal. 
You know, but like how many times do horrible things happen in the course of our lifetime that we see terrible things happen to people? And if we really get technical, it's not the first time it's happened. You know, how many times do this, do terrible things happen to other countries? And it's not the first time it's happened. You know, I mean, how many times has has uh, the economy crumbled because of, uh, you know, the elitist, the top 1% basically fucking with the majority of the money and caused the economy to just completely break down for us? It's not the first time it happened. I mean, why fight for anything at that point? You know, the the norm the normalization of bad things is what these companies are striving for. So people can validate it. I I I can't sit by that defeated mentality. You know, that that mentality that well, this is just business as usual. Well, business as usual sucks then and uh this will bring me to my last point um and i've gotten this a lot from over a dozen people uh they say well if you hate this so much about the gaming landscape then stop playing games and you know, I'll, I'll say, I'll say it like this. Uh, it's, it's a valid rebuttal. Like, well, if you don't like it, then stop supporting it. But I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say, go to this topic. Okay. Can you love the video game industry, the video games without liking the video game industry? And my answer is yes. It's like, let me, let me break down, let me break down some other things to you. Can you be a music lover and not like the predatory, disgusting industry that hurts your favorite artist's creative process, gives them a portion, a small portion of what they bring in. In some cases, I've seen artists get shelved from making music altogether, and they demand more money if they simply want to make more music. Let's look at Prince. Prince had to change his name into a fucking sign because of music label contracts. Now, do I have to like the music industry that forced him to do that to continue creating music? Fuck no, I don't have to like the music industry, but I could still appreciate the music for being art. Let's take this a step further. Can you be a fan of art without all the politics and nonsense that keeps most artists starving. Hence the term starving artist. Can I look at a painting and say to myself, I like the way the purple complements the pink in the sunset without liking the industry bullshit behind it? In my opinion, yes, you can. I can appreciate something for its base effect. I can appreciate something for the enjoyment it gives me while I'm playing, listening, or looking at it this is at the end of the day you know this is a form of expression and even though like a lot of these big name companies dilute the uh effect that this art because it is art that this art does have on us they could try to dilute it but we have companies we have we have developers who care a lot about their craft 
And that's who we would like to support in some cases. Unfortunately, it's not always that way. This is why I say to people, like, start looking into indie games. Just a little support more indie games. I play a lot of indie games myself on top of AAA games as well. I do have my favorites. I mean, I don't hate all video games altogether that come from big name corporations. I just try not to support the ones that I don't like what they're doing. Uh, Ubisoft being one of them, EA, Activision, I don't like supporting those companies. I'm not going to act like I never have or I won't in the future, but I'm going to do my damn best <laughs> to not give them money or not even, or, or maybe not give them the full price at least. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's basically how we can do it. You know, again, this is an art form. We love it. You know, I'm a music lover. I love the art form of music. I love the art form behind all this creative stuff. It is what makes life worth living almost. So we want to support the artists that do beautiful things with their craft, but you don't necessarily want to support the, uh, awful awful industry behind it and i and i can guarantee you like that music analogy that i just brought up like speak to any artist that you know i can guarantee you they hate the music industry i mean what's your profession do you like your job most americans don't i'll tell you what i go to my job every single day i'm not gonna act like i love it because i don't but if it's how I provide for family, and I'm pretty sure musicians are thinking about it the same way, except they get to do something that they love, and props to them for that. So yes, you can love video games without loving the awful industry behind it. And no, I'm not going to stop supporting video games because I hate the industry. I mean, at that point, it's like, <laughs> why buy anything? I hate the food industry. Let me not buy food. I mean, I pay money by, to my landlord. I don't think my landlord is necessarily a bad person. I just kind of don't like landlords. But that's just my take on it, you know. So I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Uh, Yeah, so that's pretty much it, man. Thank you for listening to my rant. I'm going to try to incorporate these at the end of my podcast more than just one concentrated, you know, bang. But um, please, if, if, if you like this format a little better where I do podcasts with other people and then I do solo podcasts on Soapboxes, please let me know. You could find me on Twitter at SoapboxJ. Well, I'm sorry. Let me get this right. It is... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's so unprofessional. You can find me on Twitter, SoapboxJ, at on a soapbox with three X's. No, it's not a porn reference. It's just on a soapbox with one X was taken and two X's just looked weird. So yeah, find me on Twitter. Uh, let me know what you think, how I should handle this. I'm still in the fledgling stages. I'm learning this as I go along. I mean, I've done this with Otaku American for over a year. But I was just lending my voice, so 
Again, thank you for listening to me on On the Digital Soapbox with Soapbox J. Y'all be safe out there. And if you're not standing on a soapbox, then what are you standing on?